Hey, coming up on today's podcast, we have a recall, a safety recall on a device called a one wheel. Do you know what a one wheel is? Well, we just happen to have side shot on hand. It's going to explain that to us. Along with, we've got a little racing coming back to the Nashville fairgrounds. And if you don't know about that, we're going to tell you all about it. Uh, we got some Chin Edition F-150 Lightning SEMA build talk. The next-gen Prius is out. We're going to tell you what it is and what it isn't. How fast is that new Lucid Sapphire? Get off your money. You might want to buy one. It's going to be cool. And did you know that Twitter has movies now? All that coming up on today's podcast right after this. Hey, everybody, welcome into the podcast, The Counter Show. My good friend Keith over there and Side Shot is in the building. Side Shot? <laughs> I had him, we're on the road over there, pal. And I had him, I had him talking into the mic. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't know what to say. So, okay, you can stop now. So I said, do the ABCs backwards. And he's still working on it. Hey, hey, showtime. <laughs> that's a, What's that's up, a tough Jay? one. That's What's bra- up, everybody? That is good brain exercise, so uh, make sure you try that's that. That's good practice for when you're J-I-A. 21. Yeah. No, it's actually, wait, did I? No, 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 we're not doing that. No, 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 <laughs> don't, no, no, hey. don't go there. No, that's that's <laughs> counting backwards, and we don't want that to happen, right? D-C-B-A, I did it. All right, congratulations, and welcome in. You passed the test to be on the podcast today. Thank you, sir. Uh, side shot, welcome in. Uh, you are our youngest guru. Uh, we always love having you on. And typically, when you're on, that means that you guys are in some sort of undisclosed location. <sighs> yeah. yeah. RVless break. Uh, we are renting a condo. Um, the Blue Angels are done for, I think, the rest of the week. They were flying mm. this morning. Oh, they're yeah. done? I think so because it's holiday. We're coming up on a holiday. Oh, that's right. I saw. Right? Uh, I saw that. Actually, I saw it on the news. Um, there's been Shouldn't a lot they of. Fly over for holiday. Well, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. How to fry a turkey? Well, they get flyover. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they get time off too, right? They're on vacation too. Sure, they do. Uh, yeah. Unless they're active yeah. duty, like in, you know, a foreign land somewhere. Sometimes they they'll you know. They'll have some food, but it's they're on duty always, man. It's uh, so thank you guys for in uni- yeah. guys and gals in uniform for serving. God bless you. Hope you guys have a a wonderful holiday season coming up, and we support everything you guys are doing. So thanks very much. Um, Wait a second. What fieldsobrietytest.org. What are you looking at? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's getting ready. See, well, you challenged him to learn oh, learn it backwards, man. Yeah. <laughs> now touch your nose. Touch your nose. All right. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's pretty funny. I'm literally actually. pulling up our stuff, and it's on my uh, iPad. Yeah. Can we put okay. a link? Can Get we put a link? Can we put a link? <laughs> podcast link up for a field sobriety test. Uh, you know, uh, whatever. Sure. Anyway, don't, don't don't go there. Let's just yeah. 
We'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, so, uh, wow. So you're there. You got a little bit of echo going on. We know. Just try to kind of preface this a little bit. So you're not in your normal uh, studio. So um, you're on location. So it, you know you have some challenges yep. from time to time. So if if uh, podcasting from the kitchen is a challenge, then uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you just acquired something new, didn't you, Keith? Did you you know little little uh, little 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 writer? something there i brought yeah it's here it's here Do you have it with you so yeah Are, have yeah. you been writing it's it? heavy yeah have, have you, you really yeah, he has too so yeah. now when you guys are riding this thing do you wear your helmet oh yeah so you're no, talking about a one no wheel way. um and uh if okay there is this whole class of personal transport vehicles that is out now. And, and I actually learned this from Disney because I had to look up the rules at the Disney campground to see what was allowed, like Segways. Um, is it P PTV? Is it PTV or PEV? I, it falls under either personal transport vehicle or plug-in electric vehicle or personal electric vehicle. Ah. And... A one wheel, a Segway, uh, electric kick scooter. The ones that we've podcasted on where you see a lot of people like uh, renting. Yeah. Same, same class, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so I got a one wheel for my birthday. And, and can you rent they these? Are, can you rent these? Uh, I don't think so. Probably hmm. not unless somebody bought a lot of them and it's just going right. to rent them out. Bought, bought a lot but of those and a I lot of insurance. I don't know anybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're dangerous, of course, and um, there is risk involved. But, you know, some of it, just like anything else, Jay, it just completely depends on, um, you know, when you learn to ride a bicycle, you probably started with training wheels, or at the very least, you started with your feet on the ground and you weren't going 15 miles an hour, right? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. It's the same here. You're not going to take off and set the thing to max and and rip down the road at 22 miles an hour. Yeah. You're going to do one mile an hour. and um, Until you don't fall off it anymore. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So these things are pretty cool. So um, they're, under, they're under scrutiny lately by um, the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission. And... The thing that's interesting to me in particular, and, and I'm pulling up the recall here, is what the safety commission is complaining about. So, yes, there is danger in these one wheels, but not, but the danger that I would uh, say exists is different than what they are pointing to. Mm -hmm. The danger is almost like it's if you play baseball, you there's a small chance you might get hit in the face with a ball. I know that personally. <laughs> yeah, and that's a, that's, a val that's a valid point that you bring up, and I think that's where we're going to go with this conversation about this recall. Now, the, the one wheel is really, it's a single wheel, like you said. It is, a, it is, it is a powered by battery. Um, the, yep. it's, it's, you know, look, it's basically a, a, an electric one-wheel skateboard is what it is. Well, here, yeah. yeah. 
It'll okay. so, take skateboard. So let me show you. Right. Okay. And so to Go keep talking, these are heavy, by the way. If yeah. you're clanging, it's uh, it's okay, everybody. Is so, it a loose wheel? It literally has <laughs> one wheel, and there it is. Right. There is a wheel in the middle. Now this is the GT model. Okay. I've got, I have to give you props. I have okay. to give you props on the like the color scheme. The color scheme is fantastic. Tell him to t what is the color scheme? Uh, you don't like it? Side orange shot? and blue. It's not. It's good. I thought it was gonna be worse. What is the What is the color scheme? Talking about my golf racing colors. Yes, I love it. I think it's fantastic, man. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, side shot was uh, very critical. Yeah, I get it. Uh, reminds me very much of the Miami Dolphins colors, <coughs> which could in fact be very close to that. So but, this is all customizable. You can put whatever colors you want on the thing, okay? Right. Um, so the issue that the Consumer Safety Commission is calling out is something they call pushback. Um, so basically, when this thing runs low on battery, the front of the board will push back to warn you, and that means it'll do this. It'll tilt up. Right. Okay. That's to get your attention, correct? It also correct? beeps. Yes. To, yeah, it's a safety. And to slow you down. Right, and it's it's and it's all based on balance, correct? The the art of this. Yeah. Yes. The art of this vehicle, this personal vehicle, is balance. It's all about balance, right? It is virtually impossible to miss the pushback. It really is. Now, what happens is people ignore it and they push through, which means they lean on forward, and they keep going. Mm -hmm. Okay. The battery dies, you face plant. The board literally will just dip forward. Because you, you ignore the warning. Will fly off the board, <laughs> Superman style. Whee! Correct. And you get what you deserve, right? So my issue with this is this is a coffee is hot warning on the on your coffee cup. Mm -hmm. Yes. If you're too stupid to know that the warning is telling you that your battery is low and if the battery indicator on the board that's five dots long i mean if you can read a cell phone battery you can read this battery right then you kind of deserve what you got coming to you you don't need to be riding one right and anytime right, someone yeah. is injured or or dies uh you know as a as a fatality because of this it's it's never it's never a good thing we all realize that we well, all sure. get that but and, the problem that I think that we're having with this is where does the responsibility lie, correct? That's right. So uh, these are dangerous, and I'm not trying to diminish that. But no. what I'm trying to say is so is a motorcycle. So is a or bicycle. bicycle. <coughs> so is a Segway. A go-kart. And so if you're going to restrict our ability of that freedom, um, that's going to it's a slippery slope, right? It and really is. The argument that they're making here is literally that the the battery dies and people ignore the warning and you get hurt. Right, yeah. Like that th simple. Like that is the fault of the the manufacturer. The manufacturer. Right, who had yeah. no hand in the battery charging aspect of it or the responsibility and the maintenance and upkeep well, what, of that thing. What do you want them to do? The, the, the device warns you that the battery's low. It pushes back on you to tell you to slow down. And it to try to get at you, you to stop. I mean, how is this 
their fault. Just like how is it McDonald's fault when you burn yourself with hot coffee? Oh, and right. just to be clear, the beeping is really loud. I don't know how you miss it. Yeah, that's it's, so, so it's almost like a prime, like an Amazon Prime vehicle backing up, huh? That loud? Yeah, I mean it. It. it yeah. So I'm not saying that there shouldn't be safety precautions. I mean, right. these things are dangerous, but. Uh, how do you regulate that, right? I, I mean, I say, if you here's start what to I regulate say. that. I say, I say that uh, Future Motion, who is the manufacturer of, of, of these, I think that what they need to do is just somewhere on, on the skateboard itself, just put a, a in, in bold print, be careful. That should cover Oh, it's, it's all over yeah. there. You know, it, 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 there's all kinds of risk warnings. If now, you don't know that, that, you know, now, now coffee has changed since the McDonald's hot coffee incident because there is cold coffee now. So I think there is some legitimacy to having to put hot, hot drink and cold drink or whatever on it because, you know, okay. some people, you know, expect to have to be told, you know, what to do, you know, that, that sort of thing. I, I just personally think that. We have become such a society where nobody is taking blame for their own actions. It's right. that's it. And it's simple as these that. things are so much fun. They Would really you agree are. with that? It's really fun. You grin from ear to ear on one. You you are balancing on one wheel. There's so much tech in these things. Like literally, like it has a, a control board that is taking thousands of readings per minute. Right. And lots per second and it's calculating kind of how to keep you stable mm -hmm. yeah. well of course there's going to be risk in that right but we know that like when we get on it we're expecting that bad things are going to happen that's why we're wearing our safety gear that's why we're not doing 20 miles an right. hour that's yeah. why i'm not driving down the middle of a two-lane traffic road right and on the sidewalk away right. from all the traffic so I think to your point, Jay, if, if we go down this road of it's too dangerous for people to own one, then we got to take away motorcycles. We got to take away e-scooters. The PEV industry in general, which I'm a huge fan of, is in jeopardy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, let, let's just, you know, uh, Future Motion, the manufacturer of yep. this. Out of they, uh, Santa Cruz, California. Yep. Um, they responded to... Um, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, for those of you in acronym world, that's the CPSC, in response to their warning, uh, Future Motion said, and this was just, you know, not long ago, uh, in a press release, that the e-skateboards are safe when the rider follows common sense safe riding practices that are common to any board sport. Absolutely. It's just like going, I, I love that. You know, it said that the release that it disagrees with, the, uh, uh, in a release that it does disagree with the uh, uh, CPSC's uh, conclusions too, by the way. Um, so this could be an ongoing uh, matter. Yeah, I, and I would, I would like sure to revisit this for, for our, um, our audience uh, who's interested in this. And, you know, by the way, guys, just... You know, leave us a comment um, and and ask about Amen. it. Yep. Leave us leave us a comment and see if you want to know more about it. Tell us what you think about this. Do you think that you know that they're overshooting uh, their their authority here with this? Uh, do you think the responsibility lies on the manufacturer? How much responsibility does a, does an owner or a rider have in this matter? So let us know, and you can go to parscounterguru.com and uh, take a go to the podcast links, or there's a comment 
tab as well. Or just go to youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. If there's a video out on this, you're more than welcome to leave a comment there. There may or may not be, but we'll we'll see what happens. So anyways, yeah. this is a good topic of discussion. And, and, and look, I know side shot rides stuff responsibly. Um, I know that he does. And you've had really no issues with it, right, Side Shot? Just more or less following the direction of what oh, we've it tells fallen. you. Yeah. yeah, we've fallen. But you're wearing yeah. gear. You're wearing gear too, right? You got yeah. a helmet on. You got right. No yeah. scratches. No nothing. No, not even a headache. You know, yep. the specific, uh, the CPEC or whatever it is, the the reason that they're pushing for a recall is over the ejection issues. You're not going to get ejected if you observe the the boards warnings correct right. and look let's face it on a skateboard how many times going down an oh. incline on a skateboard that you hit a rock on your wheel and it ejected you right or right. something in the road it happens same thing. it's the same acceptance of responsibility knowing that when you get on these things that things can happen just be prepared for it suit up get ready yeah. and you know you're going to get if you get a boo-boo you're going to get a boo-boo you know so i mean i look at it this way like you know, if he ends up with uh, an appendage that's slightly detached, uh, we get that we get that parking spot that I've always wanted, where I don't have to you know walk as far. So uh, <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Anyway, Heck leave yeah. us a comment, everybody, and thanks for uh, thanks for your thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, wow, man. Don't yeah. tell your mom. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's that's crazy, um, you know that it, that it's going in that direction. But we, we need to follow up on that. But um, anyway, we, we've got a full show today, guys. So we're going to kind of move this along. Um, and we, Keith, you guys, if you've been listening for the last several podcasts, and I say several, we've probably put out three or four surrounding um, the SEMA show. And in fact, we just released one. Go check it out over at parscountyguru.com. Um, and you can see the podcast links there and go choose whatever platform you wish. Um, that's fine with us. We don't care as long as you enjoy what you're listening to. And I, we think you will. Uh, that one is skinny guy. Uh, we talk about the skinny guy campers, which is an overlanding, um, uh, four by four truck, uh, topper drop in bed topper. It's a cool thing. Go check it out. Uh, those guys are awesome. So cab but, height. Cab height. It's awesome Cab stuff. High. Just make sure you check that out. And you can check out the video segment of that at parts count, uh, youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Um, so we want to talk about another pretty amazing build. Um, we also shot a video on it. It's over on youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. It's the Chin Edition Customs um, 2022 F-150 Lightning uh, super cab or crew cab or king cab or whatever you want to call it uh, that Neil Chen brought to the show. Ford asked him to build this thing, and it's an all-electric pickup truck, as you all know. But what he did to this thing um, was pretty amazing. Wouldn't you say, Keith? Yep. Yeah, so, you know, this is the perfect use of SEMA build, mm -hmm. right? You're, you're showing what's possible you're showing the capabilities of the product and he went out and he got uh solar panels for a Thule uh roof storage right uh device it's all manufacturer built but he put that thing up there and it charges a battery pack which is in the bed of the truck which charges e-bikes which were like on the back of the truck and there's so many cool features 
And people, Jay, I think you've pointed to this, uh, will sometimes say, yeah, man, but I'm never going to use half that stuff. Well, okay, but that's the purpose of the SEMA build, right? right. right. It's a candy store, man. If you like builds, yeah. this is what it's for. Most of the time, it yeah, it may not have a practical use, but it's a SEMA build. It's what can we do right. that's going to blow your mind, and Neil does right. that, yeah. you know? He what did, is capable? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so, you know, to point out some of the things that Neil did to this thing, uh, Hoppo's air suspension were the ones that put the air suspension, air ride suspension on this thing. It is the only all electric truck with an, the only one with an air suspension on it right now. Is it? Neil built it. Um, and if you haven't seen it in our video, check it out. There's a cut where he leans in the truck and flips a switch and literally it and the truck yeah. drops. Right. And he made a comment about, hey, when my wife gets in, I push this button or something. Right. That, that wasn't me saying that. That's him saying that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, but then yeah. he quickly said, no, you, 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 you. Oh, yeah, so. <laughs> right. But right, right. let me tell you, Ford, Ford is the one that asked Neil to build this thing. And in fact, Ford has called this thing the Swiss Army knife of trucks. And it truly is because it has a little bit of everything. Um, like Keith said, solar charging, portable air compressor, refrigerator, console vault, Recaro front and rear seats, uh, the Thule uh, cargo accessories, um, all that stuff. He also had a couple of super, uh, two Super 73 e-bikes mounted on the back end of that thing. Um, that, you know, you go off road, you want to take a little two wheeler off and go have fun sure. in it. That's what, that's what that's yeah. for. Those are electric bikes. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that was pretty impressive, and this was a kind of an exclusive thing that Neil let us in on the rooftop tent that he had, which is a Thule, uh, rooftop yep. tent is not available in the U S yet. However, he had it on the top of this truck, and it is coming to the U.S. So, it, so in 2023, keep your eye out there on a rooftop tent from Thule, which was used on this particular build. I think he also had uh, Nitto grappler tires on it. Um, I mean, the list is he on did. and on. Yeah, this thing was killer. And you know what, my favorite thing about this build was Jay, and and probably Neil in terms of his personality, which I feel like I can relate to. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about this build, can I tell you guys? Let's hear it. He said, we're going to take this home and we're going to use it. Yeah. It's not going in a museum. Nope. It's getting used. Yeah, we're going to take it. it to be used. Yeah, we're going to take it home. We're going to beat it up on the way home, and 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 he has. And yep. I've I've followed him. He's been at several. He's been at the LA Auto Show since then. Uh, he was down in New Mexico, I believe, as well at another show. So he is taking this thing across the country and showing it off. So I would highly recommend that you go to uh, Chin um, uh, Chin Edition, and that's T J I N Chin Edition. Uh, customs.com or chinedition.com. You'll you'll go to his website and you'll get all the info you need there. You can follow him on Facebook and Instagram. He's all over socials and stuff. But I like Neil for the same reason that everybody that watched that video did. And I had someone that watched our video on it. Uh, again, you can catch it over on youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Um, one guy commented to me, he goes, gosh, man, what a beautiful build. And he just seems so chill. And my comment back to him was, yeah, he actually is. Super, super nice guy and very excited about his build. 
Um, really wanted to tell everyone about it. Um, he's been doing it for, for two decades now, building for SEMA. And as a little bit of a surprise here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this out. I haven't, I, I haven't asked Neil yet, but Keith, we're going to get him on. Neil's going to come on to our okay. podcast. I would love that. And we're yeah. going to talk about some of his past builds and hopefully catch up with him on some future builds. Uh, we've got some other SEMA builders that, that are going to be coming on in the next several weeks. So just make sure you pay attention to this podcast at partscountyguru.com um, forward slash podcast links. There you go. So, Yep. Ooh. Yep. Make sure you're subscribed, Abs- everybody. Absolutely. What a killer truck. Thanks, Neil, for that again. Yeah. So, wow. Um, do we need to take a breather here? Do we need to, uh, does anybody need some, some mints or, or uh, popcorn or anything between the segments here? Or you need a snack? We need a snack. Uh, we need an apple. Are you, yeah. Jay, now, don't worry. We'll carry the show for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's next? All right, so let's talk Nashville Super Speedway, which is not the Super okay. Speedway. That's something that's been, the Nashville Super Speedway has been in the headlines over the last decade for many reasons. First off, it was right. a state-of-the-art track that came into the area, but it was built way out. Um, it was out by the bypass uh, that they built, which is 840. They, they built hotels out there to accommodate the people going to the race, and then all of a sudden it dried up. It died. Um, yeah, it was, it was kind of a sad story. It, it really is. And even a sadder story was the fact that we had such a gym right in the middle of the city. Um, if, for those of you who aren't familiar with Nashville, just to the south of downtown, uh, there is the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway and Fairgrounds. Okay, that is where they used to hold the uh, CMT Festival. Uh, what they used to call uh, what was it? Fanfare it used to be called Fanfare, right? Many many yes. years ago. Yes. Now it's yes. the CMT Festival. They've moved it downtown. Because it was actually a fair at the fair ground exactly and everybody was accessible that was back in the day whenever dolly parton hank williams jr um you know yep. all these big names were there ready to talk to you and get a picture with them and you can get their autograph you me yeah <laughs> yeah you and well, me yeah that's where we met the gurus yeah yeah, right? yeah the gurus yeah right next door right right, right next door that's exactly, seriously yeah we did right we used to there was nothing like being able to walk outside your office building and hear, see if I can do this justice. <laughs> right? Right, and we had a great, you know, we had a high level seat for that, man. We, we could see clearly yeah. down to the track and everything. So, yeah. but what we're talking about is the Fairground Speedway, guys, um, that has been kind of out of the spotlight for, for quite some time now. Nashville's still trying yep. to figure out what they want to be. Well, it's, it's a great space. It's right downtown. I mean, it's, well, it's right there. What did they just build right next to it? Also, they just built the new um, Major League Soccer Stadium. Oh, right. Right yeah, next yeah, door. Yeah. Right. So yeah. what they've done with the fairgrounds area, guys, is, is they've turned it into somewhat of a mixed use. they got the, the Major League Soccer um, uh, field there now. But NASCAR. NASCAR is coming back to the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Bristol's involved. Bristol Motor Speedway, yep. which apparently is a company that extends outside of Bristol, right, is partnering in this development or redevelopment. Right. And so, in, you know, in somewhat of a statement, the Nashville Mayor's Office reached a lease and development agreement with Bristol Motor Speedway uh, for the race company to manage, operate, and maintain the Nashville Fair, Fairgrounds Speedway. 
in my mm -hmm. opinion, for the Nashville Fairground Speedway to work, I think you have to have someone like Bristol Motor Speedway management come in and help them get it off the ground. You take yeah. a look at what the Bristol Motor uh, Speedway does themselves. It is over 100,000 bodies in a bowl inside of this this massive, just huge complex where they're mm -hmm. just spinning around in a little circle for hours upon hours upon hours. It's one of the it's one of the coolest things to watch. There's spin outs, there's wrecks, and it's like you're still in this thing as long as you don't go more than five yeah. laps down. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're still yeah. in it. It's anybody's game. So it's a lot it's a bang bang race, and that's what this speedway will be as well. And smaller. It is smaller. Smaller than the one that you were talking about earlier, which is outside of Nashville, which is this super speedway, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um from a, from a funding standpoint, uh, the project will be funded by an upfront contribution of $17 million by the state of Tennessee and another $17 million from the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. Um, they said that they will uh, the Metro Sports Authority will issue 30-year revenue bonds to finance the Speedway renovation. And, you know, the I think that the renovation, the track surfacing, resurfacing will have to take take place plus right. the the pit road is, that area the garage area is going to have to be worked on yep. some and then of course obviously seating um will have to have to be definitely pulled out and well, put new in um you know you're going to need a seat i'm going to need a seat we might need a couple guest seats if we're gonna if, yeah you know we're gonna have an office out there right 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 this is, it's where that's where you were headed right yeah absolutely so, man absolutely yeah. okay. so I got to say, I'm excited for Nashville to get this uh, to be back in the spotlight in the racing community. They've already got the uh, the IRL races that happen downtown. Mm -hmm. Isn't it an IRL mm -hmm. race? Yeah, um, which is yeah, that's uh, that's in July every year. It's now. cool. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, I've done it. Um, it's so fast, man. So, so for those of you that have have not uh, in person watched a city street race. Those cars are so fast mm. that there's obstruction. There's buildings. There's, you know, you see them come around a turn. You maybe have a quarter mile straight or a half mile straight if you're lucky, and then they're gone. And you can hear the echoes through the buildings, but, you know, you, you, you literally are zoom, 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 right? And, and if you set up outside of a turn, you know, they, they slow down, they turn, they accelerate out. You get to see them a little bit longer. But I'm comparing that to a speedway like this one mm -hmm. that they're they're redeveloping where you can kind of see the whole track. I mean, depending on how low you are. Yeah, it's a, right? it's if a you're good, up high enough, you can see the whole race. Well, what's nice about the track, and, and I've been there many times over the years um, to watch like some of the, uh, the legend races where you would have mm – -hmm. You know, Dale Earnhardt would come and race there. Um, Sterling, right. Sterling Marlin, uh, Daryl Waltrip, uh, his brother Michael Waltrip, they raced there. Mm -hmm. They all, a lot of these guys started their careers at Nashville Speedway, the Fairgrounds Speedway. Right. Yeah. So that's how that's how legendary the Speedway is and how fun it is. Um, but this, it's kind of sunken, so it's kind of below, if you will, yep. um, track level or sea level, if you will. But if you're up in a seat, you can see the whole thing and watch. That's how it is now, and I don't know what it will be in the future, but it's going to be pretty cool. I also yeah. am of the understanding that the super speedway that's out in Gladeville, which is to the east about, say, 30 to 40 minutes off of I-40, 
it's an awesome track as well. They have a drag strip, and they just had their first NASCAR race there last uh, this past last uh, year season. Yep. Yeah, so things are happening in Nashville. Nashville's really becoming that motor city that it was and should have continued to be, but for whatever reason, they kind of lost their way. I think they were more focused on selling beers and pedal taverns and that sort of stuff uh, rather than uh, racing cars on the track. But uh, yeah. it, it built the economy up, and it also, I guess, uh, you know, upset a lot of natives of Nashville, but that's the price of progress, unfortunately, and that's kind of where yeah. Nashville's at. So good luck to you guys with that track. And I'm going to commit to this now. I'm going to say that Keith and I, if they do have a race there that is a NASCAR um, officiated race, Keith and I will be there for that race. How about that? That fair yeah, well, Now you got to bring me. Daryl Waltrip's retired, right? So yeah. there's always, uh, you know, there's there's yeah, a possibility well, there. Hey, I'm going to give Daryl a plug because I always love saying this just because I can. You know, Daryl Daryl <laughs> owns a little de- dealership down in south of south of Nashville and. Franklin, I had Tennessee, noticed. Franklin, Tennessee. But he he used to always come on the local station. And says he and his his logo was a, was was a star, just a star, right? Daryl Walter Honda yeah. at the time. I think he's Subaru now or something like that, right? But um, he used to always say, "Still if got you the Honda, I think." Still got okay. He he would say, "If you don't see my star on your car, you better come see old DW." And we'll leave it at yeah. that, guys. So, <laughs> pardon me one second. To you younger kids, like side shot. You know him as Daryl Cartrip from the movie oh. Cars. Oh, that's Cars right. Two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's right. Dang old, tell you what. <laughs> that was his character. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Got a dang old man uh, taking me around, like, put a little wool around that spark plug and go, boom. That's, that's yeah, that's Boomhauer. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, do you I have Boom? Have Do you have Boom today? Yeah. I like our Boom, man. Boom's, Boom's my favorite character on, on, on that, that, uh, that show. So. Wow. All right. Um, so you back. I have you, you, something better than boom. <laughs> oh, wait. What? Jay knows Pac-Man. I, 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 do I hear it? Maybe he'll pick up on your end. I'm not really here that well. But. Yeah. He's, he's trying to get us a copyright claim, Jay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need is a copyright claim. Cause and we're, the dog's we're, in the fridge. Because, because we're rolling in, in money right now. Yes. We're, <laughs> we're just rolling in it. Yes. I'm sweating nickels and dimes, man. You know, it's just <laughs> terrible. So um, Toyota, Keith and I have said this over and over and over again. Um, where have they been? They're playing the long game. We mm-hmm. know they're doing that. And they're still a little bit unique in their approach. And this is a fine example of it. Um, in fact, you know, in the intro, I said, you know, we're going to talk about the next generation of this vehicle, what it is and what it isn't. And so what we're talking about is the uh, 2023 Toyota Prius, um, which has been a really, really good hybrid vehicle for uh toyota over the over the years and the masses hey you guys don't pay (laughs) sorry are we trying to have a serious podcast here opened his ipad i i I think so would you guys would you guys knock it off (laughs) this is why you don't yeah this okay I was ladies trying and, to look at the Prius. I was ladies trying and gentlemen, to look at the Prius. literally opened it and let it blast. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this is why I do not like podcasting with my children. This is it. This is you, it. You work with uh, young talent, anything can happen, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. No, it's all is good. Um, the contributions from from uh, uh, Side Shop go uh, 
go uh, unspoken sometimes, but thank you. But anyway, back to the Prius. Um, Keith asked me a very, very good question when, when I first brought this to his attention, that it's it's back uh, and it's the next generation. He said, well, so it's going to be all electric, right? No. Mm-hmm. Nada. Not going to be all electric. Um, it's... Uh, Basically, what Toyota says is that it wants to evoke enthusiasm uh, and within those that uh, uh, that own it, uh, significant improvements have been made to the plug-in hybrid powertrain. So, yeah, it's still going to continue mm-hmm. to be a plug-in hybrid powertrain, uh, which we're used to. But for me, what the most noticeable thing about this was their refinement and, and sleekness of the exterior, which makes it a little yes. bit more appealing to someone to want to buy it because before it looked like i a big block a big block like a like sort a dutch of. like a dutch wooden shoe to me i, I don't know how else yeah. to, you know what i'm saying like a dutch wooden <clears throat> shoe is what it looked like you know the back end was really big and all that sort of stuff but a very reliable source of transportation for toyota and the owners of, of that vehicle i think for over the years um yeah, but they're they're building this thing on the um, the second generation TNGA pl- uh, platform that Keith and I have talked about in prior <laughs> podcasts, which you can check out at parchcountyguru.com forward slash the podcast links, um, or go over to youtube.com forward slash parchcountygurus and you can check out those videos there. But I think what you're going to have here is this is the next step for this thing to go all EV, and it may not even be called a yeah, Prius. So you know, I don't know. I've I've considered the error. Errors of my ways, Jay. You have. And um, here, hold that. Bring up the console that you want to talk about. So, you know, my initial response was, uh, is it going to be an EV? Right. And, you know, we just talked about that. I don't think that makes sense. I think Toyota is right not to make this an EV. And here's why. Okay. This is a this is an established platform that has a big following. Right. If you go mess with that and you change it completely, you lose potentially most of your followers, right? Right. So if you're going to make an electric version, do it under a different uh, a different model, right. right? Maybe not the Prius badge do e-prius or do something completely yeah. different right Prius yeah. plus <laughs> right yeah or there you go well, just I don't like even the... use the word prius yeah, yeah exactly you could go in any direction with the name yes but if you go prius and you try to change that to an electric vehicle i think you tamper you, you risk losing you get it's it's very fuel efficient you get people that maybe want to drive them on long trips further than the yeah. two or three hundred mile battery range, and you can't do that in electric. I, I, I don't know. You guys, let us know what you think, but I, I feel like it makes sense now that I've reconsidered to leave them as a hybrid. I think that it gives them a broader audience right now too. Yeah, especially yeah. for those who I have the range anxiety. I, I do as mm-hmm. well, side shot. I think you're absolutely correct. Um, you know, in the meantime, they're continuing to work on their BZ EV platforms. Um, yep. They've got a third or fourth model that, that's going to be released in China um, as we speak. And, and sure, and put those in their own, on their own platform. Right. 
Which, which if right, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you know know about the TNGA platform, that is the platform that they have set for most of their electric vehicles. So this is all part of the the bigger plan, and they're playing the long game. They're not going to go all out EV right away. We don't see that happening, but it will be coming. Now, some of the powertrains that were announced in Japan, uh, the first one is a 2.0 liter dynamic four-cylinder engine uh, with an electric motor and lithium-ion batteries Mm -hmm. to deliver a combined 220 horsepower. Uh, Toyota says that this variant has 50% more EV driving range than the previous model, but has not yet released the uh, the specific range number. Uh, The other powertrain... Um, is Toyota's series parallel hybrid system available in the 1.8 liter and 2.0 liter uh, applications and producing as much as 193 horsepower. This model also features the brand's E4 all-wheel drive system to provide better performance on low friction and road surface and greater stability while cornering. I think there's also some, um, there may be some solar charging uh, for accessories that are built into this thing as well. So they've kind of really well thought this thing out um, yep. for the future. I think that, you, you, again, like we said in, in the middle of this uh, discussion, that you know this may not be the Prius in two years. Uh, it may be something else, but they're not like yeah. totally abandoning this particular platform at the moment. Right. Now, from a design perspective, from a, um, a cosmetic Mm-hmm. And Sideshot went right to this. He was like, ooh, let me see the center console, the inter- infotainment. Um, it's not huge. It's not EV big, if you know what I mean. Right. That center display is kind of traditional. It's not that different from the previous generation Prius. Right. Okay. But in overall, it kind of looks like more modernized mm-hmm. or yeah. advanced technology. They refreshed it. It's 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 nice. I, I don't have an issue with it. I feel like if they tried to put like a 14-inch screen in there, we would go, this isn't an EV. Why did you do that? And so I, I think it works. I do too. Yeah. The, other, the, the other thing that I noticed, Jay, um, I, I see heavy influences here from a Model 3. Yeah. Or a Model Y. Do you see that? Especially on the back end. I'm with you. Which, yeah, it's aerodynamic, sure. That's the trend. I get it. Um, you know, I yeah, really okay. I really dig the uh, the one here that's in, it looks like the cactus gray, if you will. Um, yeah, we're looking at that. Yeah. Yeah, a yeah. lot of your, t- is that what the name of that color is? The Tundras and the Tacomas are in the same color. Um, uh, not sure. But, yeah, but I but, really love that color. But they're 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 displaying a yellow one, a gray one, and a blue one, right. and a red one, and they yeah. all you know the yellow one's not good. so bad. Nope, I would, I would. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like mocky, kind of yellow, kind of. What do you mean mocky yeah. yellow? Uh, right. Right. You mean like 400Z? Hey, don't correct your dad on his podcast. I thought this was your job. <laughs> see what I live with, Jay? I do see what you live with. I'm, I'm constantly scrutinized. It's okay, and that'll happen for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Trust me, I have two, two kids. I know. Yeah, so, yeah. He will uh, always know so, yeah. more than you. He will always know more than you. You know that, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so there you have it, Toyota fans. If you're a Prius fan, if you like the hybrid, 
thing, and that's which is not a bad platform to have. I think it gives you the best of both worlds, lower on emissions, obviously, better better gas mileage, you know, e- economy for a lot of reasons. And then, um, you know, you've got the opportunity if you're just in city doing local driving, you can use all electric. Um, and then when you run out of battery, you just, you know, kick in the gas motor and go where you need to go. So it's good stuff. <laughs> yep. So make sure you uh, subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. Uh, the podcast is at uh, partscountygurus.com uh, and just hit the podcast links uh, for the uh, this audio version as well as some video versions coming out soon. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oof. Man, so we're, uh, you know, we didn't intend, we always talk about this, Keith, and, and I, I hope that people understand where you and I fit in this, this, this picture of the automotive industry if our background is engine components, right? I mean, we... We've always, mm-hmm. we've always, all of our lives have tinkered with gasoline engines. You know, we, we've. Mm-hmm. But why, why are we talking about all of the electric vehicles? Is because it's there's no way around it. I mean, just ask SEMA, ask PRI, yeah. ask those guys. Why? Are I they- would like for you and I to keep doing this and be doing it in five years. And I think if we don't talk about those. Uh, trends, then, then we're missing out. We're going to fade away. Yeah. We, we will fade away. And I think that our audience likes to hear the new trends and stuff. Now, granted, not everybody's happy yeah. with electric vehicles. I, that's okay. That's your, okay. You're, you're right. That's yeah. fine. Um, but just hear what we have to say. I mean, we're automotive industry guys. And whether you like it or not, electric vehicles are part of that industry and they are creating jobs. Yep. And people Set still it. have to, people still have to work on them. I mean, Said it many, many times. Uh, we're we're just the uh, John Madden and the Pat Summerall here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. drinking and calling the ball game, right? I mean, <laughs> can wait, we get what some, are we doing? Can we uh, get some? Yeah. Can we get some turducken yeah. over here? Some turducken. <laughs> so, I, I think we're fans of innovation, and it's hard to ignore what's happening. In, on the innovation side with EVs. Well, okay. And um, here's the yeah. finest. Here's the finest example, Keith. Right. I just I just lost my wingman. So that's okay. He'll be back. <laughs> so you you like Ken Block, right? Yeah. You like the Hoonigan series, right? You like the Jim Jim yeah. yeah. files, right? You liked all that, yeah. right? Yeah. It's it's well, fascinating. Again, yeah, it's fun. let let us remind you what 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 did Ken just bring bring out? What did he what did he bring out? What's he driving? The e-tron, the Audi electric. All-wheel drive drift car. So, are you now not a fan of Ken's? Hunitron? Sorry, Hunitron. Are, are you now? It's an e-tron. Are you now not a fan of Ken Blocks because he's driving an electric vehicle? I see what you just did there. Yeah. Well played, Jay. Yeah. I'm just saying. I mean, if, so, if there if there's so you're, ever you're saying that. Lo, wait, let me. So, <laughs> if I say that I'm a fan of automotive, but I don't like things that aren't powered a certain way. I'm inauthentic. Yeah, I hmm. think that's what some okay. people are uh, pretty much <laughs> poo-pooing the idea of, of electric vehicles. Look, the okay. argument, we understand some of the arguments out there about electric vehicles. We get it. But sure. we're, we're trying to pound home to you guys that they understand it too. And they're addressing those concerns every single year. They're getting better and better at these things. 
Um, oh, yeah. Just as we broadcasted on our last podcast about Rivian dealing with the icing over of their headlights because they're they're LEDs and they're not um, yeah. halogen, so they don't create enough heat to melt off the uh, the, the ice. Those things will change. That, that'll change. Uh, somebody in the aftermarket's already fixed it, even in the week since we've you know, talked about that or, or, or longer. And so my point is, leading into this next segment, is that we, we want to talk about these things because it's not going away. It's fun to talk about. And there's some pretty cool stuff that comes out of it, like this particular one, right? So mm-hmm. as you guys know, Keith and I, we, we talk about Fisker. We've talked about Karma. We're into Rivians. You know, we talk Tesla. And then you have Lucid. Uh, Lucid Motors is one of those companies out there that continues to tease us with a little bit here and there. The Lucid Air was yeah. the last one that they oh, yeah. they came out in production, I think. There is a new one on the horizon, and they have test-driven it, and it is pretty yeah. awesome. Let's talk about it. So we're we're big fan. I am a big fan of that company. I, yeah. I, I put them, uh, even with Rivian, in terms of the innovation, mm-hmm. uh, pushing the envelope. It's, it's pretty good. Yep. And... You know, they're going luxury on the EV side, Mm -hmm. which separates them from Tesla. There's a differentiation there. You know, how many people have we talked to, Marlon? I I talked to somebody the other day that went, um, hey, I just ordered a BMW X4. I was looking at a Tesla, but I felt like it wasn't really a luxury car. Because the insides are kind of very simple. So Lucid is basically going after that demographic and they're saying uh we are a luxury ev manufacturer and we're going to deliver performance uh in the same manner that maybe a mercedes or a bmw does and we like all those things right like jay like you like things that go fast right absolutely absolutely 100 percent. bless you so here we go uh this is what the lucid sapphire and jay you told me this and you told me the specs and i went wait what yeah well let's face it um you know, not everybody can afford a Koenigsegg, right? Not everybody can. Um, right. Not everybody can afford a, a Pinaferina a Batista, right? Um, but what Lucid has done is they've taken technology that's out there mm-hmm. and and put it in the Sapphire, and they're calling it a a super sports car. It's the luxury electric super sports sedan. It is a tri-motor all-wheel drive, right? But when when we tell you what the specs are, it really kind of fits into another category. Yeah. That I, blows I have, my mind. I have one thing to tack on to this at the end that is going to be con- Jay told me that I wasn't we uh, I'm putting words in your mouth here. We needed a little bit more controversy to make things juicy. So I'm showing up with controversy now. <laughs> but but go ahead. What what kind of specs do we have? Well, first of all, this thing um, is able to do 0 to 60 miles an hour in under 2 seconds. In fact, 1.89 <gasps> seconds. 1.89 seconds. That's like hypercar yeah. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like above hypercar class. Yeah. Um, during the testing... Uh, it got up to a top speed of 205 miles an hour. Mm. Now, for those of you that are casual EV fans, let me just point to uh, probably a little bit more obvious fact to the big hardcore EVers. 
your top speeds on electric vehicles typically are not as high because those electric motors have kind of that's where internal combustion really shines uh it's harder for an electric uh motor to deal with the resistance created at higher higher speeds right so that is huge 205 miles an hour Mm -hmm. wow right and again like keith just said um it is a known fact that there are limiters that are put on these vehicles um for not necessarily keep you from going so fast but to help with uh, range um mm-hmm. yes. that the, the, and not ruining the battery that's absolutely correct so the faster you go in these things the more you wind them up the more energy it takes to do so um and it it's can can be a not so good thing but me personally i'm waiting for that to change that's going to change down the road we've Just, said this what what one mr fusion away from oh, having that all revolutionized absolutely man i mean we've we've talked about it we said it uh Jim from Optima Battery said it on our recent podcast that mm-hmm. what we don't want is our politicians making these decisions for us on how we can do things with our vehicles. Right. We should have the right to be able to do with we, what we want with them. And But the, the bigger thing out of that was is that technology from the performance industry will make its way into everyday consumer vehicles. And that is where we're at now with this right here. This is yep. hypercar material. Now, when, when we say hypercar, okay, let's just an example. Another hypercar that's all electric, right? It's the, uh, the Pinaferina Batista. It is considered the world's fastest accelerating road legal car. Um, the Hyper GT does, see, they call it a Hyper GT, see? Uh, the mm-hmm. Hyper GT does 0 to 60 in 1.79 seconds. That is only, that's not, that's not that much faster, correct? Based on it's like it's point now, 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 right now, now, it's like now, not now, now, exactly now, 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 right now, now. So it goes from zero to sixty-two, <laughs> and they say sixty-two. <laughs> Check this out: zero to sixty-two in one point eight six seconds. Okay. okay, so we're, we're we're right there. Yeah. In fact, if you line these up, depending on the driver. Uh, you could have different results uh, in terms of which vehicle wins. Zero zero point three difference in in that in that acceleration point, right? No, no, Um, no, no. Top top speed, (laughs) you're right. (laughs) Top speed on the uh, Pininfarina Batista is 217 miles an hour. So again, not not that far off. Not that far off. Now, here's the bigger thing. Pretty close competition. Now, if I am those guys, if you'd like to buy. A Pininfarina Batista hypercar, all electric hypercar. Get your wallet. Like, let me go get my checkbook. I'll be right, right back. Get your get your okay. checkbook okay. out okay. now. Okay. You, you, you care to take a guess, Keith, on on what that side shot car? Yes. Get my checkbook. You care to take a take a stab at this here price here? One point one million. Ooh, higher. Oh. All right, I'm ready. Who do I make the check out to? Um, me. <laughs> I'll I'll go buy it for you. I I would go three million. Um, three million. You're a little higher, uh, but it's two two and a quarter million dollars. Okay. Okay. That's that's how yeah. much the uh, the Pininfarina hypercar cost. Now it's quad motor. It's not three motors. It's quad motor. So it is. Okay. All right. 
Yeah. That's one difference. It's a little bit faster. It has a little bit, you know, it's only 0 0.03 faster in the in the in the zero to sixty two, and right. it's uh, only overall top speed is only twelve miles an hour faster than the uh, Lucid Sapphire. Now, you know how much the Lucid Sapphire costs? They expect it to be. I possible. don't, but I would like to guess. Can I guess? Go. Do you want me to be ridiculous to make a point, or do you want me to give you my actual like what I think it would cost? Be Keith. Six hundred thousand. Be Keith. I'm gonna go. Two thirty. You're almost spot on. It's it's um quarter of a mil. Uh, okay. Two hundred and forty nine thousand, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So there you go. Um, not yeah. bad, right? So that no, really uh, makes it like a better option. This is the same thing that General Motors did with the C8 Corvette. Right. 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 For for less than a hundred thousand dollars, you got performance that you typically would not get for twice that price. Exactly. You'd spend a couple hundred thousand right, to get the yeah. performance numbers that you get out of the C8. Mm -hmm. So for a Lucid Sapphire, for that same money, what you would typically have to spend, as Jay just made the case for here, you're over $2 million. Right. I think that this is the greatest example of supercar, technology and performance yep. making its way into the everyday consumers yep. realm to yes. e you know to even be able to think about buying one right sure most yeah. people don't have millions of dollars laying around to go spend on a hypercar that's going to sit in a garage for you know most of the time right so yeah. Yeah. hats off to lucid i'm excited about this i'm excited about yeah. everything that they're doing um, I really want to learn more about this. Yeah, mm -hmm. so we're going to learn more about it. Side shot, hopefully, uh, will dig deeper for us. Like I said, you guys, he's kind of the silent guy in the background, kind of making some of these, uh, making these things come to fruition for us on air. So we appreciate all the work that he puts into it, and we're going to have him on on the next update for the uh, specifically for this particular you know, model. You know, that's why he was behind getting me a one wheel, right? So I could get ejected. <laughs> Off the one wheel, yes. and then he could take my spot on the show, and then it was you two doing the thing, and I was, you know, yeah. right. Anyway, right, right. So there you have it, guys. If you don't know what we're talking about, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. We did a segment earlier on the one wheel, and the controversy surrounding that, and uh, and and yeah, uh, partscounterguru.com. Look for the podcast tab. That's it. That's it. So. Wow, man. All right, so we're uh, we're getting it into the wrapping up stages, but we got one more. One more uh, piece of information that, that we want to share with you guys. And as Keith said, he's been on his controversial. Um, uh, oh, 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 right. Oh. So uh, I forgot. Uh, man, now we're going to have to go back and edit this in. This is what DeLorean should have done. Oh, yes. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm talking about the Lucid Sapphire. If DeLorean would have done those kinds of performance oh, numbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm in their new DeLorean EV, I think it would have, it would have been, it would have gotten them more attention. You know, oh, yeah. you know, I don't, Definitely. I don't know that they have the capital to do that yet. And that might be a lot of the reasons why. Remember they were struggling to kind of even figure out what their identity was before Keith and I on our show said what we thought that they should do with it. If there was any vehicle to make a comeback, Mm -hmm. that could pull off being an electric vehicle, it was going to be DeLorean, yep. and they did. So, Which, by the way, guys, we also podcasted, or not podcasted, but we had a segment that, a segment where Keith talked with um, 
a gentleman at SEMA who had converted his uh, DeLorean, his old DMC-12, um, mm-hmm. over to an all-electric vehicle. It's really good. You can catch that over at youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. Um, make sure you subscribe. Uh, and they make uh, drop-in conversions. So think about this. Like uh, when we did the PRE inter- PRI interview last year where uh, we interviewed the guy that converted the Corvette, right? right. They did it on his own. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really something that was a one-off right so we are now in uh this territory with resto mods where you can uh, potentially restore an old vehicle and buy a drop-in conversion kit do i have like a salad in my teeth or something no what 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 i'm, I'm getting the the nudge the gentle nudge. i don't know i don't know well hey that if side shot saying we need to wrap it up we should probably get rolling huh it, it's the hook i think is coming out is that, is that what it is yeah no. yeah maybe had, i don't know yeah there you go well look with, again talking about controversy <laughs> what is up with twitter yeah. dude what is up with twitter uh, it's a train wreck it's the it's the train wreck that nobody can look away from dude when you see elon musk walking into the headquarters of twitter with a kitchen sink in his mm-hmm. arms um, something is not quite right, man. <sighs> There's got to yeah, be yeah. some. Li- so there, there must be some like like lines crossed here when like human resources somewhere, man. I, I don't know. Well, I think uh, y- y- your live polling, you know, thing where you you know you talk about in the automotive industry where it's like there's some live polling going on. Let's try stuff and see what's work what, what's right. working. Um. Disney uh, just went through a bob swap, if you will. They mm-hmm. fired their CIO, C- CEO uh, of only two years, Bob Chapek, uh, who r- replaced Bob Iger, who retired two years ago. And Disney just recently brought Iger back because the other Bob was, I don't know what he was doing. He was doing a bunch of stuff that didn't, seem magical i'll leave it at that let's try stuff and see what works and i think there's some of that going on on twitter um yeah yeah there's i mean not you know whatever not just elon trying something to see if it works right right and that's where we're going and whatever your politics are and whatever your whoever you're rooting for and all that things are changing on twitter one way or the other and i think elon perhaps maybe counted on some things like reinstating some famous twitter accounts that maybe didn't go the way he thought they would and so now it's back to the drawing board so to speak i mean it's kind of wild west right it is it really is right now and tell us about the blue check mark what 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 does that give you oh yeah so it's a verification system and and in in historically speaking before elon took over twitter to be a blue check mark you had to go through a verification process uh, you had to be a person of status, meaning like a celebrity, right? Right. So a VIP, um, a if VIP, if you will. Yeah. 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 So to speak, like a Hollywood celebrity, a well, famous no. person, like, like Marlon, like um, Marlon, like like our buddy Marlon, yeah. right? Yeah. A verified, yeah, like bona fide, very important person. Yes. And and there were basically the reasoning behind that was so that I couldn't pretend to be someone that would be a true influencer. 
Mm-hmm. And and it turns out I'm not. And there's been some of that going on lately, like uh, people pretending to be famous basketball players or dead presidents, like mm. George Washington apparently is. I'm following uh, Jay. I'm following George Washington on Twitter. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Well, he is now a blue check mark. And you're also following Jesus Christ, though, right? Yes, I'm. I'm. I, I, I recommend everyone follow Jesus Christ. Uh, if if no other place, at least on Twitter, he is also a blue check mark now. Right, verified. So there so, you go. Yeah. My question is: existing people who had a blue check mark, they've been given they... notification that if they don't uh, buy into the new system and pay for it, their blue check mark will go away in I think it's 60 days. Right. And a lot of those people have just went, well, see ya. I don't need it. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where Twitter goes. It really is. Yeah. Well, I think one thing is for sure, Jay, Elon is kind of living his life a quarter mile at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh (laughs) I get it, man. Yeah. That's funny, man. So. (laughs) But but, you got to have your drums for that. Uh, They're over here. Okay. Uh, You know, I got I got you and him. Behind the like five pages. So. Sideshot knows of the Fast and Furious movie franchise, yes? Okay. So someone has taken two. Jade, this was, this was your discovery. Go ahead. Yeah, well, there's this, this individual. Um, I don't know if it's a guy or a, or a gal. or uh, I have no idea. I just know that it's an interesting handle, which I will give to you here in a moment. Um, they decided, through all the chaos to, uh, with, with what was going on with Twitter, to see if they could pull this off. But... Um, the original classic uh, from 2001, I think, is when it came out, The Fast and the Furious. This person uploaded the entire one hour and 46 minute film in a series of two minute clips broken up into 52 tweets. That's hilarious, man. You um, literally can watch the whole movie two minutes at a time right. on Twitter. Or you could have. It got shut down. You could down. have, yep. Um, and it said at the time when this, this story broke that. Uh, with potentially nobody at Twitter headquarters that weekend, which was last weekend, in fact, um, to put a stop to it, uh, uh, the masterpiece may very well remain online for a mar- uh, for all to marvel, free of charge, the way it should be. Um, now, what was even more hilarious was the guy's um, Twitter handle, um, which was at anally retended. So there you go. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah, and I... I don't think we're done seeing shenanigans on Twitter. I, I, I think there's more to come. No, I, 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 I'm with you. Uh, we're on yeah. Twitter, guys. by the way, guys. You can follow us over there. We are at The Counter Show. Um, so make sure you uh, uh, follow us over there for more of these exciting, yeah. exciting I mean, stories. You know, follow Mark Twain first and then us, right? Maybe you <laughs> right, should right. pay up for that blue check mark. I, hey. I mean, is that... Uh, well, and the question then becomes, does it really have any value anymore? Is well, it worth it? Right? I, Anybody can get it. I, I think it's going to go from a blue check to a blue ribbon um, if you stay with the program. So there you go. I don't know. I don't. Who knows what he has up his sleeve? No, no There's no yeah. way telling with, with this guy. So, um, yeah. And he's officially not even manning the, the Tesla headquarters anymore, is he? He's not even – did he sell his – Portion of it I don't off know what's or? going on there. I, uh, it's been a minute. I've been so distracted by Twitter that yeah. I've stopped paying attention to you know to what's automotive actually, industry right, stuff. Right, to what's actually yeah. going on in the world. Yeah, yeah. Or failing at your job. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so there Be you have it. Be careful who you invite on your program, ladies and gentlemen. You never know <laughs> right. uh, where things can go, especially with young talent. 
So there you have it, guys. Uh, we are the Parts County Gurus, uh, land of controversy, guys, um, bringing you everyday controversy and automotive news in between. So thank you for listening. Um, I would personally like to thank Sideshot for coming on board with us today. Appreciate it, my friend. Yeah? Thank you. Keep keep. Very keep fun br- and interesting every time I come on. Yep. Well, we also, love it. Also, uh, if you heard that noise, that was our dog. Deer dog. Water as aggressively as dog yeah. can. You know, you just can, learn to roll with whatever happens can, on the road, Jay. Can it's, you like edit? Yeah. Can you like edit it so you can bring up the levels on that so we can hear? I'll, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> right at that moment, right now. Yeah. So you get, get a recording of. Uh, oh, there you go, side shot. Get a recording of uh, of. Of the uh, the young lucky one, um, be, be careful what you ask for. Right, right, right. So, so there you go. But anyway, so I don't really have much more to say today, other than thank you guys for joining us. As always, if you are subscribed to our podcast and our YouTube channel, thank you so much. Um, we love what we do, and by you subscribing and listening and watching, it helps us continue to do what we are doing. And we love that very much. And we want to keep doing this. So thanks so much for that. Make sure you go to our socials. We're on facebook.com forward slash parts county gurus. Uh, we are on Instagram. Um, we are at the parts county gurus. We're on Twitter, which is at the counter show. We are on TikTok. Uh, we're the parts counter gurus and, um, YouTube, youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus, and always go to our website at parts kind of gurus.com and you can find everything, everything that I just mentioned right there. And we also have some merchandise for sale, which will help us. If you really want to help us, go check out some of the merch. We got a few hats up there. Um, we're going to be putting out some information very soon, some Christmas gifts that will be available to you at discounted prices, especially the Helinox chairs that we did a spot on uh, that Keith did an awesome job Ooh, with. Coupons. We got some more videos. Coupons. Yes. They're already on the, uh, there's a link on the website. So guys, if you want to help us, a chair. go buy a Helinox chair from yep. our from our uh, website or, or the uh, video and yeah. that'll give us some You love. will not be disappointed, everybody. They are fantastic. Awesome chair. And you know what's kind of sad about their TikTok is I've been on TikTok for two years and they already have more views than me. See, yeah, we're legit. Go. We are legit. They don't have blue check marks over there, do they? No. Do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Hey, we need to get a blue check mark, man. Toothpaste. For you guys, leave us a comment if you want us to get a blue check mark, and it's going to come out of Side Shot's pocket. Yeah, perfect. (gasps) Well played. All right. So you guys don't need me. Um, Here, watch, watch this. So, do you think you could do me? You think you could sit in for me, uh, take my place, fill my shoes? No. No, because you, you know I'm about to You're too much. <laughs> throw you in the deep end, right? <laughs> so this is this is the part of the show where you tell everybody thanks for making us a regular part of their lives. Huh? I never heard of that before. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for making us a regular part of your lives yeah, in the form of your subscriptions. Uh, it Thank means the world you. to us. Uh, for for my pal Jay all the way over there, and for Sidejot right here, I'm Keith. Over there. Now this is the part where you come up with either something inspirational or something clever to leave everybody with. Z Y X. You're still practicing for that. Oh, never mind. Uh, you know what? That works for me. Uh, 
uh, maybe next time Sideshot will have the uh, alphabet backwards. He's going to keep practicing. Yes. Have a good holiday, everybody. We'll talk to you on the next one. R-Q-P-O-N-M. See you later, guys. L-K-J-I-H.